0: Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Sister Dee Dee Byrne. She's a sister with the Little Workers of the Sacred Heart. She is also a board-certified family physician and general surgeon. And she served in the U.S. Army Medical Corps and as a missionary surgeon. Uh, Sister, I know you were with us before, but thanks for coming back again.
1: Thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate it.
0: You wrote an article, and the headline of the article was We have lost all common sense. And as a result, we're losing our religious freedom when it comes to this COVID mandatory vaccination and all this craziness that's going on. Um, yeah. You know, what, what got you to the point like, hey, I have to speak out on this because this is insanity?
1: Um, you know, in the beginning, uh, you know, there was, uh, well, first of all, as we talked about before we even got on the, got on the radio, we were talking about how things are just getting more and more heated. Um, I guess when they started to mids we're in midsummer now, but early summer, they started to, um, talk about the vaccination for COVID-19 to be mandatory for pretty much, Everyone over the age of 12 um, trying to, and, there, and there's some uh, articles and talk about how they, um, here in Washington, D.C., that they um, can give the vaccine to children without parental notification, Um and I don't know if that's true news or what, but it could, if it's not true, it certainly could be in the forefront uh, happening. So all of a sudden, what happened, what what seemed to be more of uh, these are the decisions you, decisions you can make about the vaccine it became more of, governmental decisions and you have no choice, I've, I've been so busy now writing letters or helping people to write letters for religious exemption or for medical exemption I, since I kind of have both um, uh, avenues to go with because there's, there are a lot of people who um, don't want to get vaccinated with COVID-19 uh, for medical reasons and, and many of which for the spiritual or moral reason. So in the beginning, um, you know, a year ago or so, when they were talking about this, or no, actually it was early, just early January, when they were going to offer the vaccine. At first, I was declining because of the spiritual side, because both the RNA and the J and J vaccines have some element of abortive fetal tissue involvement. You know, the RNA right. um, during the Pfizer were tested with the vaccine. Uh, with the, uh, the vaccine were tested for the efficacy that uh, J&J was uh, made with abortive fetal tissue of some level. And so in the beginning, because I felt I was the voice as a religious sister in my community, a voice for the unborn, I had to walk the walk. And even if I was to die of COVID tomorrow, I did not want to take the vaccine. Now, that's my own personal decision. I know some religious sisters in different communities have taken the vaccine, but Mm -hmm. the, the point is that everyone should be able to make their own decision about what direction to go. Now, as I started to read more and more, I have some really good friends, physicians who know a lot more than I do in everything I started to read more. They started sending me letters, articles, and and then of course listening to Dr. McCullough, who is a real hero. He's a yep. cardiologist in Texas. He knows more about this than almost anybody. Uh, it started to unroll that the, the these vaccines, they're experimental, were very were are actually um, have high risk for. Um, for injury or or death, and and infertility in women, and certainly in children, and and young men getting cardiac um, my, myositis. So, and I could go on about all that, but um, I'll I'll take a little breather. So you can, if there's any other thought, but that's mainly it. Um, I will just say one other thing. When we started to see that this vaccine, that this uh, COVID virus was not the big killer that we thought it was in the very beginning as of last year. And we started to see that less than 1% of the people worldwide or even nationwide are dying from the vaccine. And it's mainly, I mean, from the virus, and it's mainly those who are at high risk, elderly, people with diabetes, obesity, cardiac, hypertension, things like that. We started to realize that the, the 99% of the people would get sick, but they would recover. The other thing that we, we started to realize is that we have early treatment for this uh, virus. And I have personally treated over 150 people with the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. And and, um, at first it was all experimental, but now we're seeing that it really works. I've had people actually call me up and thank me that they turned around in 24 hours from feeling very ill to almost feeling like they had nothing wrong with them. So we have early treatment. We have, uh, so to, and we have prevention. Our community here in Washington, we're all on hydroxychloroquine. Some people are on ivermectin and it's on a weekly basis. Plus you take vitamin D and zinc. So we have been, you know, by the grace of God, not sick. And I do, I go home, I go to home, do home visits and I've been traveling and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm uh, free of getting COVID, but I'm just saying by the grace of God, I we haven't gotten sick. Um, but so there's a prevention, there's an early treatment and people who, who, um, who get sick only less than 1% die of it. And this vaccine is really um, experimental. We really don't know the long-term effects. So all these things put together just made me feel that this should not be something mandated.
0: Well, and the and FDA, I know the
1: Holy I, Father. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: I said the FDA hasn't even approved it yet. So they're still, as you said, is experimental. But then we have like the Archdiocese of New York coming out and basically twisting people's arms and saying no priest can exempt anybody from this where you have the Archdiocese of Denver just came out after them and said, look, if somebody has a problem, there should be a religious exemption. But some, with even within the church, are drinking this Kool-Aid and are pushing what they don't even know what they're talking about.
1: Well, that's the key. They don't know what they're talking about. And unfortunately, you know, the Holy Father— I remember seeing, I don't even know this because I received a, a letter from a young man trying to get a religious exemption at a Jesuit university up in New York, of all places. And he was refused a religious exemption because um, the Pope had said that we would be suicidal not to take this vaccine. Now, remember, he said that in January of 2021. That was three weeks out from the role when the vaccine was just being rolled out. And there were still a lot of fear about this virus but as we, now we're eight months into this and we're realizing more and more we've learned a lot and that this virus is not as deadly as we thought it was and and there is a treatment early treatment and and uh, you know it's it's actually I don't think a very safe um, chemical to be injecting in your arms they've done some studies and shown that, uh that the rna particles can will uh, go to women's ovaries and and the sperm of men and i so you always wonder you when know, we've heard this talk about um maybe there's a a desire to kind of do a population control but i think as you said the the religious are are not Um, educated. I hate to say that they, uh, I would go to them for confession and ask for spiritual advice, but I don't think they should be giving out any medical advice unless they're, they have a medical degree. And even a lot of doctors are really blinded as well. Um, And I mean, there's, there's physicians who, um, and I could be one of them, right? You know, the rate I'm speaking out that can lose their privileges if they don't get vaccinated Yep. Um, so, so I think that the important thing is, and this is where I said, you know, we're losing our common sense. Let people make their own decision. Just like the flu vaccine, not everyone is being mandated. But if you look at the curve of of um, people dying from the flu in the past, it's been less than the COVID nineteen, but it's been sort of high peak, very similar. They're parallel to one another. So people do can die from the flu but not everyone is is taking the vaccine for it. And it's not also 100% effective.
0: Right. And if you look and at the
1: vaccine,
0: see, Go ahead. I was going to say, if you look at the, you know, the, the countries like Israel and Iceland who have the most vaccinated, they're still having high rates of cases, right? You have vaccine passports in Italy and France. I mean, people have lost their mind over something. As you mentioned, 99% of the people get over. This really is a tool... Being used to separate and divide people and really kind of take away that religious freedom that we talked about in the very beginning.
1: Exactly. Everyone's being divided family from the lowest element, from family members to religious communities, to the church, to governmental workers. The thing you have to remember too, you know I was talking to I had some students this morning at my I had a clinic this morning. And I was talking about how if you misuse that antibiotics, you can have a a resistance. So methicillin resistant um, um, infections because of misuse of um, of antibiotics. And from what I'm hearing from the experts, uh, the misuse of these vaccines, this spike protein directed vaccine, is why we see these variants. It's not those who have not been vaccinated. It's the vaccinated. They're on a in the midst of a peak at um, what we call a pandemic. People have been vaccinated. They say that's really the worst time to be vaccinated. First of all, the second thing is it's it's, um, going directed toward a a specific particle of the of the COVID virus, which is called the spike. It's like the little spikes of a golf ball, um, but no other part. So if you have a variant, any variants, people are still going to get sick by from these variants. Um, whereas, and another thing that the, that the scientists are totally ignoring, and it's really wrong, is that people who have been, um, um, exposed to the virus and have mounted the antibodies, but more specifically T cells, um, are protected at all, at all parts of that COVID-19. It's not just a spike, they're protected. It supersedes just the, um, the vaccine. But they want to also try to give people the vaccine, despite the fact that they show on paper that I have had been exposed and I have T cells. They still want to give you they're going against the science. And it's it's dangerous to take the vaccine if you've had you have antibodies because your body could go have a hyper response to this um, vaccine and people have died from the from this And that's why you're seeing high numbers of reoccurrence in in, um, areas like Israel, because we had this whole country had been vaccinated. So we know that if people are getting sick, it's people who have been vaccinated. It's not the ones that have not been vaccinated. I'm taking care of a few people now who had previous vaccines here in the country and they've got uh, COVID again. So... It's not a, in the. it's all control, just like the mask.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about the mask. I heard somebody say wearing a mask is like putting up a chain link fence and expecting mosquitoes to stay out of your yard. That's about how effective a mask <laughs> is.
1: Yeah, I mean, the M, what is it, the M95, that's, that'll protect you from something, but you won't be able to breathe for a long time. <laughs> but other vaccine other masks are um you know they're not that effective. it's just uh, you know the, the people are always especially children they're always touching their face, they're always pulling the mask and falling down, and people always walk with their little horns sticking out over their their <laughs> nose sticking out over the mask i mean it's just to keep people from yelling at them um but they they really are not effective, and there's a evidence based study to prove that they're not effective except the m ninety five but Um, but I think it's another, another, um, avenue of trying to control people to create, create fear. Uh, This is all the devil, by the way, that's the only one I can blame the devil working through to create fear, anxiety. Um, you know, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And, or my children, I need to vaccinate. Um, and again, we don't know what's going to happen to these kids. We do know that suicide, depression, anxiety has gone skyrocketing in children. They've for a year, a year and a half now, they've not seen each other's smile. And their parents are afraid to let let loved ones, grandparents see the grandkids, um, cousins. Um, they've lost their there's a year and a half of a, of a lost childhood. We can regain it because kids are so resilient, but we've got to start now to just stand up strong and say these masks are not going to help anybody except, um, you know, the mask company making them. That's about it.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, we were talking about evil, right? Evil creates division where the Holy Spirit brings unity, right? With perfect yeah. love casts out all fear. So when we see these yeah. things, and, and to be honest, look, the elite know this. Obama just has this big birthday bash. Nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody says anything, right? Uh, uh, Rashid Talib, the uh, one of the five in the in the Congress who was part of AOC's gang, just got caught, you know, dancing mask maskless, maskless in this club, no problem. So they know the truth but it really is a control thing. And the more we drink this Kool-Aid, the worse it's going to be, isn't it?
1: Yes. I mean, we have to stand strong now. We have to say enough's enough. And there's going to be some backlash, but you have to just be prayerful and say, I'm standing for truth. I'm going to refuse. Ref- parents, please refuse your children to wear masks. They're going to be okay. In fact, it's a lot healthier for them not to have a mask. They can breathe a fresh air. They can see your smile. They can laugh with their friends. If they get sick, they need to get a little sick um, to build their immunity. I mean, we've all had—had none of us have gone through life um, infectious-free. It's part of you know keeping the immunity uh, strong within our own being. And so the mask has got to stop. And the, you know, use uh, common sense, wash your hands if you're sick, stay away from your loved ones that are elderly and uh, grandparents or whatnot. Um, if you don't feel you should have the vaccine, which I would pray that many people don't feel because I don't think it's the right way to go, but you make your own decision But the key is you make your own decision. You shouldn't be mandated and lose your job or for me, maybe lose my privileges to operate at a hospital or, you know, be, you know, told that you can't go on a plane or, you know, those who who are vaccinated can don't have to wear a mask. Those who who aren't need to wear a mask. I mean, that's uh, another thing of separation. So. Yep, I'm with you. It, it is definitely the uh, the battle between
0: our Lord and the
1: devil. And we cannot let the devil, you know, creep into this uh, any further. We have to stop.
0: Right. And, you know, Rand Paul is, is, you know, who is a physician and a senator said, you know, it's, you know, he's put out a short video. It's time to resist. Right. He's been fighting this thing tooth and nail. You know, you mentioned about, you know, we need to build up our immunity. And I don't know when I was a kid if somebody had chicken pox, your parents would send you over there so you would get it, so you wouldn't have to deal with it later on. I mean, right. how, <laughs> how how different the time is in just you know, 30, 40, whatever, 50 years, when mm-hmm. people wanted to get it so yeah. you could build up an immunity, and now we're running like our pants are on fire away from it. Yeah, because,
1: because a year and a half ago, there was such a panic that this virus was, it was an unknown virus, uh, coming over from Wuhan, China, we didn't know. They were showing horrible f- videos of, of hospitals packed in Italy, um, and you know it's r- funny because when I'm not funny, it was it was uncanny because they showed all this and the panic rose. We all kind of jumped in to do our part to to stay at home. But then as President Trump had said, you know, we've got to. It's either going to be the economy or we're going to collapse. Um, we've got to do something more than what we're doing now, but I, I, we, as hospital members, they sent out a, a memo, you know, anyone willing to be able to be a part of a team, to, you know, cover the hospital because they were expecting overrun wards and, you know, it was like a, the bubonic plague and several hundred years ago, everybody signed up. You know, we've got medical people are very heroic, but we're just like, you could hear the crickets and, you know, like the hallways were empty. The operating rooms were empty. Rooms were empty. I mean, nothing was happening except an occasional, you know, there was some, I'm not going to say the ICUs didn't have people and people weren't dying. Um, in those early days, but they also were not allowing um the early treatments that Dr. McCullough, um, McCloskey, my block in his name, McCullough, but um, McCullough, what Dr. McCullough has been describing and explaining so clearly. And as they, they started studying and started realizing it, way back in March of 2020 that people were surviving this virus with the early treatment, but they were ignoring just this week. And Deacon, I got a call from a friend in New Jersey because there's a priest who, for six days, was huddled at home because the doctor wouldn't treat him after he was COVID positive. He's a 73 year old. I called, I called in some um, hydrochloric when he was very ill. He ended up collapsing from dehydration, and he went to the hospital. I still don't know how he's doing, but that is a crime. Yeah. When when doctors are refusing, we know that there is early treatment. There's there's a lot of them out there that are refusing early treatment. And I don't know, because the early treatment is so benign. The hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin is not going to kill. I mean, you do want to stay away from ivermectin if you have Coumadin. There are certain reasons not to be on it. But for the most part, everyone has done has done very well. So to not treat people is a real crime. And I don't know how these doctors, you know, whether they're even calling and following up, you know, they just tell you to go home, check your pulse ox, and if it goes below 90, come on in and get intubated. And I'm. it sounds like I'm, you know, not, this is not true, but I, it is so true. I've heard it from so many people and I've been getting calls from people, you know, asking me, please, will you help me? Will you help me? I, I don't even know. And I, so we try to reach out as best we can to help as many people. It's a real dilemma, Deacon. I don't know. You know, it's a really difficult situation we're in medically because we're so split up, just like our church, just like the priest and the bishops in New York who are saying, don't write religious exemptions. Everyone should take the vaccine. But they're not they're not um, listening to the science. I hope they listen
0: no, to this radio show. Well, I, I hope they do too. Maybe we'll send them a link. You send them a link. You know, the other thing is, it's interesting, and I think your interview was with Light News. I can't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. when I I found it, I found it on Twitter. I say I liked it. I went back the next day to look at it, and it said this uh-huh. article has been deleted from Twitter because of censorship policy, because you weren't you weren't towing the government line. So that's the other thing, mm-hmm. right? They are. They are squelching the truth. You can't even speak the truth. And it's being, you know, taken off all social media, right? It's really, it's it's really, um, it should be raising alarm bells and people, unfortunately. And I have people in my family, my wife's going to go to a, a cousin's reunion, and they told her not to come because she hasn't been vaccinated. And she's like, yeah. you got to be me. But people are buying this stuff, and the censorship is ridiculous.
1: It is. I I was on, you know, Father Holloman, um He interviewed me the day before this conference, and uh, that was going on, and it was down in less than twenty four hours. Yeah. Um. So you you know, but there are other mediums that you know. I I quite honestly. The, the Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, I wouldn't yep. even, you know, waste my time putting anything on that. Anyhow, um, we, there's other, other plat, um, platforms now that are like where are life site news cause they've also been silenced. Um, yes. there's other platforms where we can k- get the word out and share. The un- unfortunate thing is most of the people who are watching that are probably people who are believe with us, but, those who really need to hear it will not check those those um, sites. They're still oh, yeah. kind of tuned into to the Twitter and Facebook and all that, and and um, so. But we have to. So that what it is that we have to we have to each even if we're a small group, we have to be strong, and we have to support one another. Um, we're going to suffer, okay? There's no question about it. We will suffer, yep. but I'd rather be suffering with our Lord than then not and in yeah, fact it and, would be a great honor to be on the cross with him and and to to journey with him so that we can do as much as we can to save souls yeah um, you know and, Korea,
0: people think of us and all that stuff you know we just just the other day celebrated you know the the uh the feast of saint Teresa Benedicta of the cross right yeah. Chamber in Auschwitz had to serve as a nurse in World War One. She saw a lot of terrible stuff. And we're afraid of somebody canceling us or not liking us. We have gotten to be so soft. And you're right. If we don't embrace the cross, then we're running from the cross. And at our judgment, we're going to have to tell the Lord why we were so afraid and why we didn't trust him. So I can't, yes. I can't thank you. I mean, what you're doing and speaking the truth, you know, you did it. You know, you know, when the election was going on about defending life, unfortunately, people bought those lies that were out there. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing bills being passed where, you know, federal funding of abortion, no Hyde Amendment, let's kill children around the world. And now you're raising this flag. Hopefully, people are actually listening that this vaccine isn't some panacea. It's not even approved. Mm-hmm. It's, it's experimental. And if you treat this thing, most people are going to be all right anyway. We're treating this like you said, you know, the Spanish flu, the bubonic plague, and it's not even in the same league. Mm-hmm. But the most
1: important thing, I think, with all this, because I agree with you, a thousand percent, the most important thing is to let everyone make their own individual decision. Let yeah. them, if they, they, they read a certain avenue and they, you know – want to take the vaccine they can take the vaccine i i don't agree with it but that's their personal decision if i don't want to take the vaccine and i give my reasons why um don't cancel me for one thing and two don't let me no don't take away my religious freedom don't take away i mean i the i was um so sad when i when i had a young man who who first of all he, we tried to write for a medical Um, exemption because he's had the virus. We showed proof of T T cells. They said, no, we won't accept that. So they, they're not reading the science. So then he said, well, actually I'm a devout Catholic. This is, he's writing at a Catholic school, by the way. Um, And they quoted Pope Francis saying that it would be suicidal not to take the vaccine. And so they said, you must take the vaccine as if Pope Francis is the voice of everybody's um, morality and so that is very sad and that but pope francis said that three weeks into the vaccine and i guess he just felt like people were going to drop right and left and it was okay because even though there were a of fetal tissue involvement but it was for the great quote greater good and but we know now eight months down that that's not a factor either
0: Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.